Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. It's a wild, wild through a goal. Swansea beyond Fodringer. And the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringer yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box, Duffy. He can hit them. And he does. Oh! No! Secured their championship status for next season. Do me a favor, drop me off in Rotherham. Bit of a deja vu. Um, welcome back to New York Talk. This is the Rotherham United podcast, and those weather controlling millers are back at it again uh, with another postponed, well, another game postponed, stopped because of the rain. Um, yeah, we'll talk about the events on Friday night. Who's at fault? It's Rotherham United, obviously. Um, and thankfully, we've got another game. Thankfully, we've got to look ahead to Wednesday night when Coventry come uh, to New York Stadium. So, yeah, see if we can get an hour out of that, shall we? <laughs> uh, Mick, how are you doing? I'm all good, mate. Thank you. All good. Thank you. Are you? Very, very good. Thank you very much. And Danny, how are you doing? I'm very good, thank you. Um, before we get the ball rolling about whose fault it is that the game got called off, uh, I just want to say a little shout out to the people who were in the Woodman earlier. Uh, so surprise, Levi and Caden, uh, here's your shout out and uh, thank you for your custom at the Woodman today. I hope you enjoyed your food. Mick Wave. Oh, sorry. Hello. <laughs> Gotta make an effort with these kind of things, you know what I mean? I'd also um, like to say sorry for being very awkward about being recognised at work. I'm not used to it. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so let's go. Th- let's start, Danny. So when the inevitable EFL investigation comes through, because you know it's Rotherham United again, what excuse should Rotherham United use as to why it's always, always, and only Rotherham United that get games postponed? Um, I think we should use the excuse that that Sky didn't read the fine print that said they had to clear the drains before the game started, uh, and that's why it got called off uh, because it's not our fault this time. <laughs> it's never our fault. No. Um, I love that. Yeah, if anybody's checked Twitter, um, I, I know I, I get the what happened with Cardiff Mick last season, but it's mad, absolutely mad. That Cardiff fans are, co- are coming up and commenting on a game that has nothing to do with them and getting upset. It appears that we had the absolute audacity to have a road flooders near the stadium. 
I mean, the only, to be fair, if they actually were getting upset, then it'd be great, wouldn't it? But they're not, are they? You know, they're just trying yeah. to poke. They're just trying to poke the whatever it is they're trying to poke. It's, um, it's. It, I guess I don't know. It's a sign of the times, and it. But it's also a sign of bad indictments on the, these people that find it necessary to comment on it. That how little they've got going off in their lives, isn't it? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah. Pathetic. I mean, it, it is pathetic, but it, it, there is no other word to describe it, really, is a, but, you know, whatever. 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 Um, we're just seeing all the seriousness. Obviously, the, we're, we're going to have a laugh and joke about everything, but obviously, if, if you've seen the flooding around Rotherham and not just Rotherham and certain areas, there's people, homes that have been destroyed because of these flooding things. So there are more important things than Rotherham. We are fully aware. We, we I just want to mention that we are fully aware of that and we're going to have a laugh and joke because we're the best. It's what we do. Um, and yeah, I hope everybody's all right because I've seen the videos and pictures of the flooding in and around Rotherham is uh, it's terrible, to be honest with you. So hope everybody's all right with that. Um, Mick, let's all play. Let's, I'll sort of run down the day and then we'll see if there is, see if there is anybody. I don't, we'll, we'll go for, we'll see where, we'll see where we go. The club initially <laughs> tweeted in the morning that. The game, the game is going to be on. There's going to be basically there's going to be no issues with the pitch. Everything's going to be absolutely fine, um, which is essentially a green light to everybody. Certainly, to Ipswich fans, crack on. Basically, come, come to New York Stadium. Um, the rain continued. There was no suggestion, and up to now, there are no suggestions that there was anything wrong with the pitch. And according to the club, a statement there was an emergency meeting about half past four on Friday because the banks of the Don had burst. And the bottom road that leads up to New York Stadium had flooded. Uh, then I think it was the City Advisory Group and the council made a decision that it was unsafe not to play the game, but for fans to get to the stadium um, at all. And it was just an unsafe environment, basically. Um, is there a, what's, your, what's your takeaway? What, you know, with these scenarios, it's all about learning for next time. And if there's anything that could have been done better. Is there anything that anybody could have done better to keep fans, especially Ipswich fans, maybe updated with the dangers of any potential postponement? Or should it be called off early or full stop? <laughs> there's, a, there's a number of points there, a number of questions, aren't there? Um, to, to blame the club is just, I mean, it's beyond bizarre, really. Um, the club have no input into this, zero input. The, the only input the club have is to whether, is to whether the stadium is open and whether they... The pitch is playable. Both those things were fine as far as the the, the club are concerned. And the safety advisory group, Rotherham Council, South Yorkshire Police are the ones ultimately are going to make the decision as to whether it's safe for members of the public to attend. Council being um, kind of top of that list on the basis that if anybody does get injured, they're the ones that are going to be liable. Um, so if 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 you want to throw your muck at anybody those are the people to be throwing the muck at um, but it's clearly not safe it clearly wasn't safe up until the point at, um, up until sort of an hour before it was at the actual announcement was made it was safe mm. um you know so what are these people supposed to do you know it just it it, it makes no sense to me it makes no sense why people are getting Blaming the club, Rotherham United supporters, alleged Rotherham United supporters, blaming the club. 
I mean, that 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 blows my mind. You know, unless you're travelling from outside of Rotherham as a Rotherham United fan, the fact that the game were called off at five o'clock or what it was five o'clock, weren't it? Mm. The fact that the game was called off at five o'clock should have no impact on you whatsoever. And not only that, as Ipswich fans, if, if we're travelling to Ipswich and, and Storm, whatever it is, is battering East Anglia, I might possibly take a bit of responsibility myself and have a look. And then it's on me, isn't it? It's on me whether I make that decision to travel or not. And, and to be fair, a lot of Ipswich fans are saying exactly the same. You know? mm. But, but, you know, once school kicks out and everybody gets the phones back, they all start banging on, don't they, on, on Twitter and on social media and trying to find somebody to blame, trying to find somebody to sack, you know? And it's just pathetic. It is pathetic beyond words. As far as that, in my opinion, I'm not saying, you know, it's just, that's just my view. The club, the council, the safety advisory group, definitely Sky, nobody wanted the game to be called off. Given the circumstances, the game had to be called off. It had to be. Um, they, they, they had no option. They had to leave it as late as they possibly could. They didn't know whether or not it was going to continue to get worse. The forecast was that it was going to continue raining, but nobody knew because mm. nobody, unfortunately, has a crystal ball. So... There's been flood defences put in place in Sheffield, in Rotherham and other areas to, to try and prevent these things happening. From Back from 2007, this is the first time we've had anything anything like it since then. Um, and they clearly were hoping that they were going to work. They didn't work or they didn't work effectively. So I don't know what to say, really. You know, it's just it's just the way it is nowadays. And it's somebody's got a bit of blame causing me a hurty. You know, hurting me, hurting my little feelings because it made me have to think for myself as to whether I was going to do something or not. Just grow up, for me, grow up. Yeah, it's just like I said, you buy a ticket for an away game, don't you? And mm. you, you, it's your responsibility to work out one whether you're going to be able to get there, two how you're going to get there, and you've got no control over what happens at the other end. Just like the people who made the decision ultimately had no control over what was happening and the club certainly didn't have any control over it mm. so listen if you want to bleat away about it i mean it's second tier podder on it now aren't they saying are they oh yeah 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 yeah. Oh, i with them a long time ago yeah, absolute, <laughs> clowns. absolute clowns but listen you've got you've got to take responsibility for yourself ultimately if you traveled yeah. given the work the, the information that's available to you then I've got no sympathy, really. What I would also say is that calling a game off, and I know Ipswich is quite a long way away, but three hours' notice to cancel a game is 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 a reasonable time, to be honest with you. If mm. if this was a three o'clock kickoff and the game was called off at twelve o'clock, if they it, it, it would be better, Danny, if they could have called it off early, it would have been perfect. Had they known at midday that the the river was going to burst its banks, if we knew for certain that was going to happen. And that would have been great that we could have told everybody. But three hours is still a reasonable time to let people know. You know, they're not in stadium having a pint like like has been the case for other clubs in other situations. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really get the uproar to be honest. It's mad. It's as if Ipswich fans have expected us to get the crystal ball out and gone. Oh yes, the Don's going to burst its banks. We need to call the game off. Um, and I've done that at Friday morning. Um, this is the thing. I think. 
I mean, the Donald Bursic banks before with the, the club had conversations with the safety advisory group. So they had those conversations when that happened. There was no um, foresight because how could you have the foresight that the Don was going to get that full? I don't think he's ever um, done that while we've been at New York either. It's not, it's, this is not a regular thing. That, I don't think it's no, ever happened while we've been there. No, like this is, um, this harks back to like 2007-ish time, mm. you know, when we had the massive floods around this way. Um I think that's the last time the Don properly burst its banks, at least in at that part. Um, and you know, we spent all this money on the flood flood defences as well and raising that bridge, would it still happen? So that just goes to show the volume of water. But no one really could have predicted that would have happened. And we had the conversation more or less straight away when it was bursting its banks. And it wasn't the club that came to that decision because, like Matt Taylor said to Sky themselves, the pitch was playable. You know, by some miracle, the ground staff had the pitch playable. So stick that in your trumpet card if we could have played the game, if it wasn't for the Donburst in its banks. Um, but it, I think it leans more towards a council decision and public safety, which, all right, fair enough, it could have closed on the street and had no access whatsoever. But then you've got Rotherham fans and Ipswich fans all being bottlenecked up New York way. And I think Ipswich were bringing a fair number with them. So that- yeah, exactly, or a sellout. So that also plays into public safety. There's no other uh, public access to the stadium other than New York Way if Don Street's shut. So the safest thing was to call the game off because just just for fan safety, which I completely get. Um, so to put the club uh, put, to put the club at fault for it is ridiculous. You know, I, I've seen the thing from second tier podcasts, and they've said it's you know club should well, have. I've muted them. What have they said? I'm not. I'm not they, they, what, what... they basically just said what a lot of people have said. Like it's the club's fault. Blah blah. blah. Decisions should have been, been made sooner. And it's like, yes, let's get the crystal ball out, and and it's going to tell you that the River Don's going to burst its banks. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, should we blame yeah. Sheffield Wednesday for calling games off when Hillsborough flooded? You know, because they're yeah, they're yeah. built next to the River Don as well. Mm. You no, know, it's it's ridiculous. You know, I mean. <laughs> the whole foresight of all oh, you've built your stadium next to the river, yeah, because it's prime location. You know what I mean? Rivers flood, get over it. Mm. You know what I mean? It's one game of football that just so happens to have been against a team that probably has just over three hours travel to get here anyway. You know, I feel sorry for the Ipswich fans that were already in town when the game got called off. Um, but if it's in the interest of public safety, then you can't really complain about it. Mm. You know, and like Mick said earlier, you know, it's their decision to travel to the game and there is still that risk of something getting called off. You know, there was a risk of the Plymouth game getting called off when I travelled down a couple of seasons ago. It didn't, but there's still that element of risk. And that's the risk that we all take when we go to football. There is a slim chance the game will get called off. And when you've had a week's worth of rain in two hours, like, like not to go, you know, Tuftity about it, but we decided to travel when it looked like the wow. game could have been called off. Mm. Yeah, it's like, a very harsh reality for me, <laughs> and I apologise for that. But it's just like Tuftity, you know. What I mean, yeah. it got called off for your own safety, and you complain about it. <laughs> I, I had a la- I had a jokey complaint like I've got no plans for the rest of the evening, but I didn't cry on Twitter about it. 
<laughs> no, yeah. I, mean, I, I just had uh, one. Why not, though, Danny? Why not? Why not, because, Danny? Because it's silly. It's silly <laughs> to complain on social media. It feels like everybody else does it, and it's just painfully energy sapping. Seeing people yeah. complain on social media, it's just, eh, game got called off, move on, and we play an Ipswich on a Tuesday night at some point. Probably. Well, before we, we're not going to move on from the way it rains out yet, but. The fact that it would should have been on Sky may complicate the rearrangement because Sky may will still want that on telly and Sky will not want it on telly that clashes with the Champions League night, probably going forward. So there's going to be potential more complications to when the, when the game is reared, potentially. Uh, Mick? Let's just not also gloss over the fact that Sky TV will have had some input into when this game was cancelled. Yes. Make no mistake about that. But again, let's, uh, let's just blame club. What I want to ask, Mick, is the, the game was called off because the Don, because Don Street was flooded and it was inaccessible. Mm. I remember last season or the season before, Don Street was closed for about six months. Mm. Um, and oh, yeah. all those games were still played. We all went down New York Way. It was very inconvenient. But that's what happened. Yeah. So, again, this isn't a dig at the club, but... What I don't... I was confused. If And I haven't seen any pictures anywhere else of the stadium, so I, I might be wrong. But if that was the only problem, that was the only flooding of the of the surrounding area. I, I am I, confused I think, why that was. I think the South Sand car park was quite flooded as well. There we go. That's what I wanted to know. There was no entrance from council. Club. From council. <clears throat> there was no entrance into the into the club. New York Way. No vehicle in other than New York Way. Yeah. Um, so it would have been it would have been a nightmare. And and once the rivers burst its banks, you don't know how high it's going to go. Here, you've no idea. True. Good point. So, yeah, um, and, and and another way to pass the blame is if Sky hadn't moved the game and it was at three o'clock on a Saturday, the game would probably have gone ahead because yeah. again, we've not we've not had any any rain through Saturday. It was it was I, I assume the rain only went down a little bit. Um, somebody else to blame. <laughs> <laughs> and Matt Taylor's already spoke about it. Matt Taylor's already spoke about frustrating how how unhappy he was that he wanted want the game to go ahead. First game for two weeks, of course, the international break as well. Um, yeah, really frustrating, but that's football, isn't it? Um, like, like, like I say, it's frustrating, but tough titty. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, Powerman says he's glad that the game was called off because he's got pneumonia, can't get oh, to any other. Uh, get well soon, Powerman. Yeah, get well soon. Um, Shelley says, can't believe Ipswich fans are that daft to think that we could predict the future. Yeah. Well, well, they play in blue, so they're in line with Cardiff fans now, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, Cardiff, Ipswich, Sheffield Wednesday. There's a theme There's... with this. And what colours water stereotypically? <laughs> it's blue. Funny <laughs> uh, Chris Page says, hi all. Same if it was winter and snow is forecast. Do you travel to the game? Do you take that risk uh, to go well, up to the game? Well, well, this well, is well, the heavy game though, forecast. Hang on, though. This is... the. Uh, but Chris, we've got a record that we control snow as well. Do you remember when we played Derby and it got called off like the hour before kickoff because of heavy snow? That were rain as well. Yeah, because ah, didn't get called off for snow, then get called off for rain for a waterlogged so. pitch. Yeah, and then yeah. Wayne Rooney went a very funny red colour and it got played 24 hours after the second rearrangement. Good old Wazza. Yeah. Um, and he's gone to a club that plays in blue as well. That's him coming in next. Another blue team. Yeah, um, yeah. Hello, John, yeah. by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom Owen Twitter says, Evening, fellows. Death of the club's fault. Cardiff fans saw stewards in the Don throwing buckets of water into the road. <laughs> um, so, 
<laughs> no doubt at all whose fault it was. Um, Shelley says, didn't you know that Rotherham is the epicentre of the weather? And all bad things, I would add to that, Shelley, and all bad things that can happen in football, it's Rotherham United at fault. Yeah. Um, now we've got that out of the way and blamed us for something. Um, I just want to mention quickly, I saw Jensen on Twitter saying he's feeling a bit down at the minute. If anybody is on Twitter wants to send Jensen a lovely message or tell him, tell him how much you he's great, do so, because I think he's feeling a bit down at the moment. So please do so if you haven't done already, because I know some people already have. Um, he's a good lad, Jensen, and he he's a good mate of mine. So, Jensen, you know where I am, mate. You know you know where I am if, if you want to chat about anything. But, yeah, we, we all feel down sometimes, don't we, lads? And sometimes a little message off someone and picks us up a little bit. Um. So yeah, I just hope everything's all right, man. Hundred percent with you, mate. Um, Mick, let's move on because the weekend results probably didn't pan out as we would have hoped. We now we now sit six points adrift. We do have obviously the game in hand, which is Ipswich Town. Um, that's a lot of points in October to be behind. Mm. This run between now and the international next international break is it's quite early to say season defining. But if we don't come out of this with some wins, we're going to be in bother. You've got Coventry up next, who have had a, we'll come on to them in a minute, but they've had a really average start. You've got Sheffield Wednesday, or we know the state that they're in. You've got QPR, and we all know the state that they're in. And you've got Watford, who have had, to say, an average start would be would be a bit of an understatement. Mm. These next four games, is, is season defining too too early to say that? Or we could be nine, 12 points adrift if we, if we don't pick up wins. I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't like that phrase, to be honest. But the issue is that yeah, there's a, there's a psychological issue that, that that comes along once you are cut adrift, and we're we're not far off that now. And I, and I can't get my head around. The, I can't get my head around that fact at all, given given um, the way we're capable of playing. So they're very, very, very important games. Um, and and we need points out of these. And, and as you've rightly said, all four of these teams have had somewhere between bang average and absolutely awful starts to the season. Um, so you know we, we have to have to pick the points up. However, our issue as a club at this level has always been picking points up from teams around us. That's always been our issue. That's one of the things that we need to be getting over now, um, and hopefully starting on on. On Wednesday night, because it, you know it, it's we can't afford to be cut adrift any further than we are already. We absolutely can't. Yeah, obviously it was a late winner by Watford. I think that sort of pushed it away. But then it kept Wednesday. If Wednesday pick up something, then Wednesday could sort of go above us. Thankfully, QPR are not very good. Um, Danny, go on. What 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 are your thoughts on this, mate? Because it's. John Z, John Z is saying he obviously he comes in from a neutral point of view, saying sadly the bottom three are looking in real trouble. The bottom three are getting cut adrift. This this does happen in the championship. You you can get three teams who just look so much poorer than the rest um, points wise. Um, QPR are four points adrift, we're six. Sheffield Wednesday are nine points adrift. We thankfully have a game in hand. Plymouth have dropped significantly since a decent start, um, but it's 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 a massive area of concern at the minute. It is. I think um, on paper it is a concern because I think a lot of fans are now thinking of where's the next win going to come from, mm. um, which <laughs> I think is a running theme with us in the Championship in most years, to be fair. But 
football is one of those sports where, you know, you put a few runs together and you're right back in it. You know, I mean, for example, look at Middlesbrough. I mean, I know it's different kettle of fish to Rotherham, don't get me wrong, but Middlesbrough sat bottom for a long, long time uh, mm. this season and then suddenly bang, they're in 13th, you know, because they put a, a bit of a run together. Um, like, I know it's ifs and maybes, but if we'd have put in a strong performance against Ipswich and got something, that could have been the start of a run for us. Mm. You know, because we've been saying for a bit, it's a lack of confidence we got a bit of confidence back from Southampton. Um, and maybe that was the start of something. But on the flip side, um, we've been crying out for a bit of luck. Maybe the luck was the weather. And we got the Ipswich game called off so we can get more players back um, from injury and get them back running a bit better. And not have such a heavy workload straight back after international break with it being Saturday, Wednesday, Sunday. Now it's just Wednesday, Sunday. Um, but yeah, looking at the bottom end of the championship, I mean, I think we all thought the QPR would be a bit iffy this season. Yeah. They were either going to be astronomical or struggle. Um, Wednesday's just a circus, and I mean, right with the best intentions, it is a circus. Mm. Um, and that Watford game encapsulated how much of a circus it was yeah. with the penalty that got disallowed, and then Watford ended, ended up winning. Um, it's just that we we I've said this on Radio Sheffield. We need to focus on who's above us, not below us. That's the form. Because there's only one below us. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So focus on who's above you, and your focus should be catching that person. You know, and then you bump mm. up again. It's like right, who's next? Always look up, not down. Because if you look down, you get fixated on it, and you end up just sitting there with them anyway. But if you keep looking up and how high you could go, that's where you can progress from it. Um, and hopefully the building confidence comes quickly and we can actually yeah. do that. Because I think we're, we're all happy with as long as there's three teams below us, we're happy. Mm. But um, I, I still think, why focus on just having three below you when you can have a look at the rest of the 21, 20 teams that are above you? I like your optimism. Just push as high <laughs> as you can. That, uh, it, push as high as you can. And if it's 23rd, it's 23rd. If it's 14th, it's 14th. Mm. Yeah, we were dreaming of a mid-table finish, weren't we? Now we're dreaming of 21st. There's still, um, I know this is optimism talking, and it might be a Guinness as well, but there's always time. There's always time. If it gets to 9 and 12 points when you're 15 games in, which it will be 15 games in, that's then that's then a big issue. Because uh, everybody else is picking up wins and picking up points here and there. You know, we've said Watford had a poor start. They've picked up a win against against a team that's down there. Huddersfield have picked up their first win under Darren Moore. Plymouth, I know, like I said, they've dropped off a bit, but they, they've they shown that they can pick up wins. We've shown that we can pick up a win, Mick. Um... Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. 
There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, let's compare, because as, as Rotherham fans, we've had some, we've had two of the worst championship seasons almost ever, back mm. in 2004 and then the Alan Stubbs season. Let's compare it, because I, I imagine we were in similar situations this time of the season. Um, how do you feel compared to those seasons? Because... It's yeah. I, I understand how points work, but it's mad to me that we're in this position because we haven't been that bad in a lot of these games. We had some bad games. We haven't been that bad in a lot of them. We just well, we're just not picking up points, aren't we? I suppose. No, we haven't. We haven't been that bad, particularly at home. Away from mm. home, there have been occasions when we've been dreadful. Um, but um, we've had horrific injuries, horrific, um, all to the same part of the, the pitch mm. as well. You know, then it's not like it's spread out. It's not like we've got four or five key players across the across the team that are spread mm. out that are injured and out. Um, you know, it's all defenders, which which is which is obviously causing us a problem. Um, we've played a lot of teams who are currently in form. Um, having said that, we've managed to get results against most of them, with the exception of Leicester at home. Mm. Um, so, but the quality of the squad. It's better than it's ever been at any stage, in my view, uh, throughout any of our throughout any of our seasons in the championship. The issue we've got is that the championship is a higher quality, and the quality is higher this year than it's ever been when we've been in it before. So, um, it, it, it's yeah, it's a perfect storm at the moment. Yeah. But once we get the injuries back, and if we can get a little bit of a a little bit of momentum going. I still, I'm still happy that we'll be, we'll be all right come May, at the moment. However, if the injuries continue to pile up, and the performances away from home don't improve, then then we are in massive trouble. Um, so that's why I think these these this run of four games here, coming up before the next international break, uh, are key to us in order to try and just make sure that we don't get cut adrift completely. Um, yeah. If we can get a couple of couple of three couple of three wins out of it, would be just it'd be amazing. Uh, yeah. Put back in contention, boost the confidence a little bit, and hopefully, by the time the next international break is ended, some of those injuries will have um, will have healed, shall we say? Mm. Yeah, well, I think that the gaps right. It, 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 we're six points. If anybody can pick up a couple of wins in a row in this division, a, not many teams can pick up three wins in a row, four wins out of five, five wins out of six. So, that, mm. so that's why that that's why that gap's obviously uh, crucial. Um, Chris Pace, psychologically, that gap is big already. Yeah, Shelley mm. says the big issue is that last season there were four or five teams worse than us. This season there aren't yet. I would have yet to that. Um, uh, so sadly, the, the competitive championship is the most competitive it's been in a very long time. Being okay, probably my says might not be enough, it won't be enough. Um, Shelley says performances away from home will start improving from Sunday. Oh, we'll talk about that later next week, later on in the week. Um, Paramount says you need to believe in yourself to win. And going by Matt Taylor's interview, he's not feeling the belief. Mm. Uh, Harvey mm. Kellick says, I think the fans need to start getting behind the team a bit. Like, yeah, I think that's certainly mm. part of it. Uh, well, uh, probably a very small part of it. But I think we need to, the home for home atmosphere could, could do with improving as well. Well, there's a lot of you know, and 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 this this weekend's been a prime example of it. You know, Rotherham fans cannot wait. Cannot, some Rotherham fans cannot wait to climb all over social media and criticise the club. You know, it, it's it's bizarre, 
And that mm. that kind of that sort of thing. And I know this happens with all other clubs. I'm not saying it's just us. I'm absolutely positive. I know that it happens to clubs across the country. It's it's bizarre that the first port of call is to have a have a pop at your own club, whether it's your own manager, your own players, or the club itself. It's it, it, it I just can't under, I don't understand. You know, and, and, and Harvey's absolutely right. We need to be getting behind the team, getting behind the club, supporting the club. After all, that's what we are, supporters. Um, bizarre bit, but anyway, mm. sorry. No, that's right. Uh, freezing for you with a bit of positivity. Huddersfield were bad and Stoke were bad, but we should have had points against Blackburn. Sunderland were dominating until uh, Dauphin went off, match Leicester as well. He said the next five games we play against the bottom six teams, so we should stop panicking. Fair enough. John Morrell wants to ask you a question, Danny. This is coming to you. With the six points a gap, to what point do you have to serious questions over the manager? When the gap's 12 points. Okay. <laughs> that, 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 that could be <laughs> by end of next weekend, mate. We could be sitting here seven days' time, 12 points adrift. Well, I mean, six, uh, six a gap of six points is, like I said before, that's uh, a swing results your way and you're backing it straight away. That's two mm. losses for one team, two wins for you. If you want to draw it out a bit longer, then fair enough. But it's when the gap really gets big, you know, like probably like nine plus. That's when it's a bit of a oh, that's a tall order, you know. Not play devil's advocate though, Danny. Is nine points too much? Because then somebody's got to come mm. in and get get that. Again, I'm 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 certainly not the tailor out camp, but is is nine points enough for any manager to come in and save that? It'd be, hmm, like I say, it'd be a tall order, but, yeah. you know, that's the corporate decision. Do you stick and hope it turns around or do you twist and then hope somebody else pulls it round for you? Mm. And one club's already twisted, which I actually think is the correct decision, to be fair, um, with Chef Wednesday changing the manager. But we've also shown that the twist doesn't work immediately. Mm. Um, and I think with the amount of injuries we've got at the minute... Uh, we'd be silly to twist because the, the manager who comes in will have the exact same issues that the manager's got at the minute, you know. So we'd be silly to. That mm. point. Um, Shelley says Agent Warnock would turn it around. <laughs> Possibly. Does he fancy saving Rotherham one more time, or has he already got that ribbon on his wall? He's already done it once, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah and he's, he's, done, well, he's done it twice. He's done it with Huddersfield as well. True. Very true. Um, yeah, let's move forward um, to Coventry. Coventry City come to come to town on, on Wednesday night, Mick. Uh, back to the normal kickoff time at seven forty-five. They have had a very very average start to the season. Obviously, they lost in the playoff final last season. They were a couple of penalties away from being a Premier League club. They lost Jokeres. They lost Harmer, who's gone to Sheffield United. Um, they have spent a lot of money, but they haven't spent it. The money they spent around twenty million quid, but that's all come from transfer sales. Um, they think they sit 15 three wins this season. They beat Borough when Borough were rubbish, they beat Blackburn and they beat QPR. Obviously, QPR are very, very rubbish. Um, I was worried when I saw fixed list of a couple of weeks. I think Coventry's coming up soon. I, I'm a bit concerned about that. But then you look at their film orally thinking, right, they haven't clicked yet, and I think mm -hmm. they will at some point. We might still be meeting them at the right time, hopefully. Well, possibly, but they won on Saturday, didn't they? Which is not really lost, didn't they? Sorry, they lost on Saturday. Sorry, yeah. apologies. Yeah, they lost on Saturday, which is not great. Okay, good with them winning, because um, obviously losing two games on the trot is uh, is not something that teams often do at this level, um, mm. particularly teams that have the quality that they've got. So, 
uh, we could have done with them getting a, getting some sort of result. But um, it's about us. It's about us, and it's about whether or not we can we can field a team that's um, competitive in the areas that suit the players if that, that are playing. If that makes sense, mm. you know, a competitive defence, a competitive midfield, and a competitive forward line, which um, hopefully. Hopefully we can do, and if we can, we'll be all right. We'll be all right. We're at home. Um, we've been very, very good at home for the bulk of the time. Um, so, but they've got they've got somebody else, haven't they? Another another big name that's just coming back from injury. I think I can't remember who it is. I, I don't. I don't know. I, I just I, I, anyway. Anyway, it's irrelevant, really. It's irrelevant. Ultimately, it's it's down to us. It's down to us to put a performance in on the pitch and off the pitch as supporters as well. Mm. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, they've spent. We could list. They've got. They've got on paper some excellent players with this sign, but actually, it's just not clicked. Dominell says they can't score. They seem to play really well, but just can't put a chance where they battered Bristol City at the weekend. I think it was similar against Huddersfield on telly. They were really. They were kind of. They played pretty well, but just couldn't finish the dinner. Um, the, even it, we give teams chances, Danny. That's the thing. And I think when we played Preston, we were worried because Preston don't create many chances, but they were very, very clinical. Uh, we mm. pick when they pick up a draw. Coventry seem to create a lot of chances, don't score very many. It's, that just sums up the championship, really. No idea what's going to happen. It could be anything. It could be 4 0 to them. We could win 3 0. It's just the, the Coventry are a typical championship team from that sense, I think it feels like. Yeah. Yeah. In a sense, I think they are. Um, like you said, they create lots of chances, but don't really put them away. Um, so it's Oslo Dicks takes that so they're going to put all of them away against us, but only have about three chances or three shots on target. Um, but then looking at the stats, apparently we create a lot of chances. We just don't shoot, you know. It's, um, like like we get we get into plenty of attacking positions, but do bugger all. So logic dictates that against someone like Cardiff, which is your quote unquote stereotypical championship team, um, mm. we'll create few chances, but somehow win one nil. You know, what I mean that that is the roundabout of the championship. You know, like. And the roundabout of football, really, like you'll beat someone and then they'll beat you, but then the mm. team that you lost to will lose to the team that you beat. You know yeah. what I mean? It's that it's that weird triangle in, in football. Uh, I think that's what keeps us all hooked on football. To be fair, mm. um, so yeah, it's it's going to be. I don't think it's going to be a classic against Cardiff uh, again. Oh, I nearly did it again. I nearly <laughs> did it again like last year, calling them Cardiff instead of Coventry. Good grief. <laughs> Um, it's not going to be a classic against Coventry, but I think it'll be one where one team leaves happy and the other team feels a bit hard done by. I just hope that plays into our favour like the weather does sometimes. Well, teams always expect to beat us, don't they? So if they even if they draw, they won't be happy with it, will they? Mm. Um, but would, would we we'd be happy with the draw, though? That's the question. No. Circumstances depending on it, I think, mm. with that one. The circumstances of the game, potentially. Shelley says, "Is Ollie is one booking away? We need him for both games, obviously, but do you need him more for Sunday?" That's yeah, Ollie Rathbone's a booking away from one match with suspension, and it could he's going to get suspended for one of these well three games after after Wednesday, mate, because he's Ollie Rathbone. He's going to get a booking. He's going to at some point. He's going to miss a very very crucial game over the next couple of weeks, and hmm. that's just the nature of the beast, I suppose. Or all, all, all do you think Matt Taylor should be clever in selection or just get on winning if it? If booking, it's a booking. I mean, if he if he had the players, he could be clever, couldn't he? 
you know, but he hadn't got the players to do it. You know, you just slot Jamie Lindsay in there, like for like, jobs are good. And uh, unfortunately, he can't do that. So I, I don't think there'll be any question as to whether Oli Rathbone plays on uh, on Wednesday night. Um, we we'll just have to hope that the referee is not card happy, which, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot we were playing in Championship, aren't I? Apologies. Um, yeah, so it'll be missing for Sunday. We'll have to, we'll have to deal with it, won't we? <laughs> we'll yes. just have to deal with it. Uh, yeah, the referee is coming up. Lewis Smith is the referee, or scheduled Lewis. referee. Never heard of him. I've never heard of him either. I'll very quickly just have a quick Google of him while Mick talks about the Stevenage penalty uh, foul that wasn't given at the weekend. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's seen on Twitter how much... <laughs> it would have been really weird for Steve Evans to be on the right side of a refereeing mistake, Mick, because it was, well, it was just comedy gold, wasn't it? Absolute comedy gold. Absolute comedy gold. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I think I retweeted it yesterday uh, on Saturday. It's definitely worth looking at. It is mm. just one of the most remarkable things I've ever seen in football. The defender, I mean, it, to say he cleans out the attacker is really not, he's really doing the defender a disservice. You know, I mean, he, he almost somersaults him in the air after taking the um, and, and gets a goal kick out of it, bizarrely. But anyway. Yeah, well worth a watch if you can if you can see that. Agreed. Uh, I can't see that Mr. Smith has ever refereed Rotherham United before, um, so that's that's something we don't have any uh, we don't have anything to do uh, anything to talk about. That John says he will get a booking from a dodgy ref call just to cause a Mick rant. Um, <laughs> that is probably true. Danny, uh, obviously this comes through in terms of centre-half issues. Peltier is obviously available, so is uh, Sean Morrison. Matt Taylor said that neither of them will be able to complete 90 minutes, is basically what he said. Mm. Um, we also then have a, a, a Dolphin who can play there, not his best position, and the, he's so impactful, if that's a word, in, in the attacking position. But we're probably going to have to put a Dolphin there, and I'm intrigued to see how it works. We saw him in a couple of friendlies, but you can't judge that. Um, how would you feel Haxel doing that centre half role? Um, I think Haxel is quite a versatile player. Uh, he's definitely improved being a bit more attacking orientated under Matt Taylor. But you know, sometimes you get asked to do a job in a certain position, and you have to give it, do it, start again. You have to give it your best, and and have to do it. You know, like do you remember when Ben Wiles used to play left midfield. You know, and left wing game. It did. It wasn't the best, but he did the job there. Yeah. Um, I mean, it could be a case of going three at the back, like we did against Southampton at times, uh, where we, we have only one centre half in the middle. And if Pelts or Morrison can't complete ninety minutes between them, it's going to have to be tactical of you know potentially starting Morrison and then having the grit of Peltier later on in the game or vice versa or. You know, it's a difficult one mm. to work out. Um, I think if we were playing Saturday to Sunday, then one of them would do 90 minutes. But I think with the Wednesday game thrown in against Coventry, that's where the whole mitigating fitness has to come into it. And I think it will be Peltier starting and Morrison coming in later just because Peltier is that little bit more match fit, if that makes sense. Mm. Um, Grant Hall just had to get a dodgy hip injury, didn't he? You know what I mean? He yeah. just had to, he just had to, didn't he? But 
Mm. I, I, I think if needs be, Hacks can do the job there, which is something good to have. But it's in the same sense of if needs be, Colin Bramwell can play left centre back. Revan as well. Someone's putting comments. Revan can do a job left yeah, centre back as well. I think exactly. Um, the good thing at Hacks will give you, Mick, if you do choose to go to forward, I'm not convinced of. If you're going to put an, an unnatural centre back there, I'm not convinced of four is the right way to go. But if it was, Hacks has got that pace, hasn't it? Hacks has got that pace that, that Humphreys has got. It covers the ground so, so well. Um, on paper, he should be very good at centre-half because he's got that physicality, he's got that pace and everything else. Um, it's just, it's it's a specialised position. So to chuck somebody in there is, it's it's going to be difficult against, John Morell mentioned Elias Simmons as an excellent championship player. That's that's a, that's a massive test for somebody like a Dauphin. Yeah, it is. It is. But we know what he's like. He's up for the challenge, isn't he, that lad? He is absolutely up for the challenge. And I, I, I have full confidence in him playing in that position or, or any other position for that matter. Um, you know, he's, he's like like Danny said earlier on, he's incredibly versatile. Um, so we'll have to wait and see. I can't see why Pelts won't do the 90 minutes. He did the 90 minutes at Southampton. Yeah, I thought that was mm-hmm. awesome. I don't see why that wouldn't be an issue, why that would be an issue. So um, He may have done the 90 minutes because we had the international break, though. Play four days later, don't we, or whatever it is. Mm. Well, yeah, we'll have to see, won't we? We'll have to see how that pans out. Um, that's that, that's a headache for Matt Taylor. To, yeah. uh, but, he, but having said that, he also knows the fitness levels of all the other players as well. Mm. Um, so let's not uh, let's not concern ourselves with that until Wednesday night. Can we mm. play Tom Eaves at centre half just for laugh? <laughs> have him up against Sims. That'd be quite funny. Should that do that on, um, well, on Sunday instead? To be fair, if you did, neither of them would win a free kick, would they? True. Yeah, true. They both cancel each other out. So, you know, I'm not going to hit a big lad and I'm not going to hit a big lad. So, <laughs> play on. <laughs> well, it's really fine, that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Um, I, we've got our predict- alliance predictions. I've just used the same ones that we put in for Saturday because they, everybody said the same. Um, is, is there any temptation, Danny? No, I know that a dolphin, obviously, Mick put a dolphin as, as a starter, uh, anyway. Uh, you are you still are you still happy with Peltier Morrison start if needs if if that needs to be or would you would you be now tempted to move with three at the back or something else? Um, I I'm going to be quite controversial here, and I'm going to say I'm I'm going to stick because if the needs um someone physical against Sims um and you know we want to be like up and at them straight away and if, effectively the old the old cliche of letting him know that you're there. Um, what better than the two centre-backs who are experienced in this division and who are quite physical-orientated up against mm. Sims. So if we play him out the game for long enough, he may get subbed off. Uh, but that's the tactical thing for Matt Taylor to think of. Uh, but I think Hacks coming in for one of those two um, is a possibility, I think. Mm. Yeah. Um, Wayne's put Tom Eves emerging as a born against centre half and working his way back into the starting eleven just to just to annoy me. Uh, <laughs> that's the kind of thing I'll, I'll be happier for. Um, I've also I don't know why on this on this on this board I've put my fullbacks really really high up compared to you guys. You're going to flat flat four and my fullbacks are really high up. Um, hmm. Don't know why it is. I'll say we yours, Matt. It looks like they're just going to be sat having tea and biscuits with Victor for the whole game. <laughs> it does, to be fair, yeah. Um, I think Victor's the only certainty, isn't it? Victor's the only guy we know is going to be playing because we still don't know what's happening with Andre Green um, because mm. the game difficult. We didn't know. We don't know if people are making stuff up on uh, on social media. No. I know. 
People sure. do that, you know, Mick. People do that. They, they, they think of something, put it on Twitter, and it's not even true. You're joking. <laughs> Dude, You're joking. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. I can't believe that. A um, couple of things from Coventry. One win, in our, one win in our last six against Coventry. The last win in the championship, or second tier, or Division 2, Division 1 it was at the time, was 2003 with goals from Darren Byfield and Sean Barker. Wow. Uh, so it's quite a while. So it's mm. 20 years. Um, yeah. Danny, how positive are you feeling? We've talked about a couple of things. How are you feeling going into the game? Because we are you feeling the same as pre Ipswich? Or because of other results, are you feeling more nervous and more pressure? Um, uh, I've started falling on the mindset of take one game at a time and get hyped up on the day for it, really. Mm. Um like I was quite optimistic before the Ipswich game of something occurring. And then on the day, I had the proper adrenaline boost for it. And then it was called yeah. off. And that adrenaline went straight out the window and I was knackered for the rest of the day. Um, <laughs> but I think for the Coventry game, it's one of those where you sort of go in with the anticipation of being under the cosh a little bit from them. Yeah. Um, but getting behind the team, like, a bit like Southampton. I went into the Southampton game knowing we'd be under the cosh from them. Mm. Um, and it emerged when we played well that the team got fully backed from it. Um, and with a mentality a bit like that against Coventry, maybe the team might uh, might get over the line with the fan support. Because I saw Harvey's comment earlier that I think we do need to back them a bit better at home. You know, mm. like I saw a Southampton um, vlog saying that we cheered a corner like we scored a goal. It's like, and why shouldn't we? Mm. You know, why shouldn't we? Um, and I think in the second half, especially against Coventry, we should have that sort of mentality. Mm. I hope so. Um, just want to cover this. Shelley says Jake Hull bringing him back. I think Jake Hull's over the, the age to bring him in. He's, he's, he's not under 21, I don't think. I might be mm. wrong on that. If you're not under 21, you've got to, you've got to be registered. Uh, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I'll check on that. Um, predictions, Mick. Wednesday night prediction for Coventry. 2 0. 2 0. Unbelievable. Does nobody want to back the weather this time, or is it going to be? Oh, that's it. I've thought it through. I've given it hours and hours of consideration, and I'm going for 2 0 over them. Yeah. Uh, okay. Not uh, Danny. <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb here, lads. I'm going to say, oh, no. We're no, I reckon we're going to beat Coventry 3 2. I can't be taking that on a Wednesday night. It's a lot of stress. It, it, for it's exactly night, what's it? going to happen. <laughs> Wednesday night under the lights, like we're not really expecting much from the game. Like I've already said, I don't think it's going to be a classic, but it will probably turn into one with Sod's Law being in play. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm going to go two on two Millers. Positive win, not as exciting as Danny's. Um, but yeah, that home form playing at probably the right time as well. I think. It's yeah, we've got to pick up points. We've got to pick up points. Ideally, wins. It's crucial to start doing this. Um, starting with hopefully, then Chris Tether getting his Wednesday prediction early because it goes get money on Wednesday to beat us 1 0 on Sunday. We'll talk about that next one on, on Thursday's episode, Chris. Yours, I think, will win 2 0. John S says 2 0. CJ says 0 0. John says he'd like a what he thinks he'd love to say 1 1, but he fears it's going to be 2 1. Cheryl Stone says 2 1, uh, as hopeful as ever. Chris Tether says we're going to win, but then lose at Wednesday. Yeah, um, Shelley really positive. Shelley says let's be positive. We'll come out and get him, get him from the off early goal three nil. Palmed going two one as well. There you go. 
positivity creeping back in. This is this is unusual. Um, we can do it. We can do this. Come on, get on with it. Anything else? We've covered a lot. We've managed to get forty nine minutes out of an episode where nothing happened again. We are quite quite good at that. It seems. Um, anything else we want to mention quickly, very quickly, in five minutes or less? <laughs> Nothing for me, mate. I will take that. Um, CJ says, or oh, 1-0 Reds, if we score early, it may be two or three. Go get me. I think the thinking there is if we get at them early, um, they could maybe collapse, if, which, which is what will happen to us if they could get us early as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway. Shelley asked about Jamie Lindsay. Very unclear, to be honest with you. The Paul Davis articles are very positive, but there's no seems to be no time frame on anything, which is probably purposeful by Matt Taylor and, and the gang, to be honest. Um, the, the only thing that concerns me with players coming back from injury is number one, can they play centre half? And that's it. Correct. If Jamie Lindsay can do a job at centre half, get him back <laughs> as quick as possible. Yeah. Cool. Let's wrap up then. Thank you all for being with us. It has been a pleasure to talk about rain again. We will be back on well, we'll be back on Thursday for the review of the, of the commentary game and we'll preview the Sheffield Wednesday game. We're mm. going to try and get a scouting report up. We'll probably up well, it will be up Tuesday at the earliest because that's the earliest we're gonna be able to speak to the commentary fans. Um so watch out for that. I'll try and publish it correctly, unlike this Ipswich one, which got published almost as the game got called off. Um I'll try and fix that for next time. Um and then we'll we'll get a scouting I've already tried to arrange a scouting report for the Sheffield Wednesday game so we can learn all about them as if you want to, but that's what we'll do. Um, so, yeah, keep subscribed to the YouTube channel and make sure you've liked this video and like all the other videos that you watch on there because that helps as well. Uh, Mick, thank you very much for being with us tonight. It's been a pleasure. Oh, you're very welcome. You're very welcome. Yeah, thank you. And Danny, as always, mate, thank you very much. Yeah, no worries. Always happy to talk football for near enough an hour. Uh, thank you for watching. Up the Millers and stay dry. Up the Millers. <laughs> It's a wild wild through a goal, Slossy beyond Fodringham, and the Millers are in front in the South Yorkshire Derby. And for the first time in 42 yes. years, Fodringham yes. United win at Bramall Lane. On the edge of the box for Duffy, he can hit them, and he does. Oh! No! scored an absolute screamer for Rotherham United. Rotherham United have secured their championship status for next season. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 